Hey, go ahead and have a seat if you haven't already. Man, how do you follow an act like that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get some more energy to do something up here, but hopefully your Thanksgiving was a great one. Hopefully you had a great time. You didn't eat too much food. I know several of you told me you kind of did multiple uh, binges and not so much binging in different places as you went to different family members and stuff, but it's just hard not to eat a ton of food because there's some of that food you just don't get all year long. So you've got to eat it in Thanksgiving. So hopefully the food was great. Hopefully being with family wasn't too much drama. It was all good stuff and good times. I don't know if you heard about the uh, older gentleman. The day before Thanksgiving, he called his son who lived in Chicago and he said, son, I hate to ruin your day, but I've got to tell you some bad news. Your mother and I are getting a divorce. 45 years of misery is enough for anyone. We can't handle it any longer. We're getting a divorce. And will you please call your sister in New York? And he hangs up the phone. So the son frantically dials up his sister and says, you will not believe mom and dad are getting a divorce. Well, she just exploded. She could not believe it. She said, oh, there is no, I'm not letting this happen. I'm going to call them right now. And she hangs up, she calls Phoenix, she calls her dad and says, you are not getting a divorce. Do you hear me? In fact, I'm going to pick your son up and we're going, to, we're going to fly out there. We're going to be there tomorrow. Don't do anything. Don't get a divorce. Don't do anything until we get there. Do you understand me? To which he hung up the phone. He turned to his wife and he said, hey, honey, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and they're actually going to pay their own way. <laughs> now, some of you aren't in that season yet. You don't understand that. But it's, it's a gem of a thing. And I mean, who could have had too much good football this weekend? All I've got to say is O-H. I mean, food, family, the football, it was just a perfect Thanksgiving weekend for me, and hopefully it was for you too. Now, in the midst of all the festivities and celebrating and eating and all the football, hopefully you remembered that you were given an assignment last week. If you were here last week or you heard it online, you heard David challenge each one of us to think about over our Thanksgiving break about our personal mission statement. And so I'd just like to encourage you in that way today. Maybe you haven't taken the time yet. Maybe you haven't thought much about it. But I'd love for you to think just about how God has wired you, how he's gifted you, what he's made you passionate about, what brings joy in your life, what things bring you joy, and where has he placed you. And those elements will come together to really help you decide on what your personal mission is, how God wants to use you each and every day at work, at school, wherever you may be. So I encourage you to continue to think through that and work through that in the days ahead as we really will be jumping into that more and more next year and looking at as we become more of a multiplying people, disciples who are making disciples and affecting the whole world with the hope and the help of Jesus Christ. You know, when we think about Thanksgiving and this weekend as we think about being grateful and having gratitude and giving praise to God as the kids just sang about is so important but you know many times we get, get caught up in all the other things you know probably when we first think about Thanksgiving our thoughts take us way back to the pilgrims there and the first Thanksgiving and even though half of them had died that first winter here in the new in the new land and another ship that was supposed to come never made it it was sabotaged by the crew and was got, went back home so none of the supplies and the rest of the people never made it. Yet with the help of the native Indians and the mercy of God Almighty, they were able to plant crops and had a beautiful bounty. In fact, they took three days of harvest to celebrate God's goodness and his bounty. And of course, from there, then President George Washington in 1789 made the first Thanksgiving Day proclamation. Shortly after we had 
won over the British and the new land was founded, a, a day of praise and thanksgiving to God for what he had done. And then later, labor, uh, Abraham Lincoln, president, shortly after the Gettysburg Address, came and gave another Thanksgiving proclamation for the country in 1863. And on that day, he said, I'd like to share just several excerpts with you from that because they were so powerful and really helped to get our thinking directed in the right way today in our day and time. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed, we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are so extraordinary in nature that they cannot fail to permeate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. You know, in the midst of a civil war that is unequal in magnitude and severity, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed except in the theater of military conflict. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements and the mines, as well as iron and coal, the precious metals have yielded even more abundantly. Population has steadily increased, and the country rejoiced in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor. is permitted to accept a continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel has devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God who I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. From that proclamation many years ago to today, I think that it is obvious that we have been blessed so much by a God who has provided so much for us. The problem is many times we forget where those blessings come from. You know, it starts at a young age, and if you're a parent of some young children, you may be very familiar with this, but some of the first few words that we ever utter are no and mine, mine. And that doesn't change as adults. I find myself doing it all the time. Oh, my car, my house, my clothes, my this, my that. Let me just remind you this morning. My friends, we came into this world with nothing but the everlasting soul that God gave us. And he's given us the time, the health, the skill, the opportunity for everything that we have. And so the glory belongs to him. The praise and the thanksgiving goes to God for all that he's blessed our lives with. In fact, Paul said it this way in Ephesians 5.20. He said, always giving thanks to the Father, God the Father for everything in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Always and everything. Two words that are, you don't usually want to use because they mean a lot. When you're always doing something and it's for everything. Nothing has not been given to us by God and blessed us. In fact, Jesus' half-brother James wrote in the New Testament in his book, he said, every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from above. Every gift that we have, everything that we have collected as ours is a gift that God has blessed us with. And I know if you're like me, commonly we use the word thanks. Every day, in and out, you're going through different conversations. Somebody holds the door, all thanks. Somebody does all thanks. You know, thank and thanks. Somebody blessed you, sneeze, they bless you. Oh, thanks. All this stuff. And when we really get formal, we don't just say thanks. What do we say? Thank you. 
But you know, my friends, I don't have to tell you, praise and thanksgiving is not a word. It's an attitude. In fact, that's how Webster describes it in the dictionary. It's an expression of gratitude. It's grateful thoughts. John F. Kennedy said it this way. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. Someone also said this, it's not what we say about our blessings, but how we use them. That's the true mark of thanksgiving. Not what we say, but how we use them is the true mark of thanksgiving. You know, to give or giving thanks is a verb. You know that. It's action. It denotes action. It requires action. It's just not merely saying a word, but it requires more of our lives. In fact, 39 times throughout the Bible, we see the phrase give thanks, mostly in tribute to God and what he has done for his people. As I think back to my younger years, and maybe some of you remember of this old hymn too, many times I would sing this hymn or think about it, which would help to remind me, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. That's the point. That's the purpose. Always in everything, a giving praise to God who gives us the great gifts of our lives. I don't know about you, but hopefully over the last few days you spent some time, maybe it's baked into your time with family or other ways that you share literally about some things that you're thankful for. As you begin to think through those things, I'm sure family, lots of things, maybe your home, health, children, lots of things probably come to mind. Well, I have a list that I saw that I wanted to share with you this morning of things that people are thankful for. One person said that they were thankful for automatic dishwashers. Because they make it possible to get out of the kitchen before the family comes back in for after-dinner snacks. Some others are thankful for husbands. Hopefully we're all thankful if we have a husband for our husbands. But those husbands who tackle the small jobs, they generally make them big enough that you have to call in the professionals. Some others are thankful for children. They're children who put away their things, clean up after themselves. It's such a terrible thing when you have to send them home to their parents. Some others are thankful for gardening. They actually get to work with dirt outside of the house for a change. Others are thankful for teenagers. They actually give parents a chance to learn a second language. <laughs> and then maybe many of you or all of us might have experienced the thankfulness of smoke alarms. They let us know when the turkey's done. <laughs> Hopefully your Thanksgiving thoughts were a little deeper and more meaningful than those and what you're thankful for. But that's not bad to be thankful for those things. We're thankful for everything, no matter how trite or small we may think they are or how huge they are in our lives, because God provides them all. We've been blessed and given much by God. And I would just encourage you during this season, but throughout the whole year, to add them up. You begin to add them up. You look around in your life. Some of you are sitting here by a blessing of God, a miracle, because what he's brought you through. We are so blessed in so many ways. Add them up. Think about them. Because again, we came into this world with nothing and we'll leave with nothing. But as I look around the room today, 
I would say we have all profited quite well. In fact, if you're in the sound of my voice this morning, we are the rich of this world. We are the rich of this world. If you've never experienced the danger of war, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are in a better place than 500 million people in the world today. If you have food in the fridge, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 85% of the people in the world today. And if you have money in the bank, money in your wallet, and a spare change dish somewhere, you are richer and you are as rich as the top 8% of the wealthiest people in the world. So don't think of yourself as poor because you are rich. We are rich. We have been blessed with so, so much. Now to kind of close my time here this morning, I'd love to do something uh, that the children of Israel did quite frequently, type of an antiphonal speaking. And what they would do is the Levites, who were the spiritual leaders of the children of Israel, would get up and they would make statements about God, how God had been faithful. And generally, they were historical, factual statements to remind the people, but also to allow the people to see how God had blessed and worked in their lives. And the people then would respond back to these statements that the priest would yell out, and they would respond back, his love endures forever. His faithfulness goes on and on and on in the, in the original language. His love endures forever. And so this morning, I'd love just to talk to a story about us as a body because we've been blessed not only individually but collectively as a multi-generational church to respect and to love the aspects of a family which each one of us together comprise. And so I'd love to do this together as a family and I'll give a statement and just simply if you respond back, his love endures forever. Let's practice this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Not bad, not bad. Okay, let's go for it. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. He led a group of 23 missionaries to start a Bible study in a small building in 1916. His love. Give thanks to the God of Gods. He called them to continue to grow and build on the corners of Glenmore and Meadow Avenues. Give thanks to the Lord who started a transition in leadership and health in the late 80s and through the end of the century. Give thanks to the Lord who called a visionary, David Vaughn, to lead the church in 2002. Give thanks to the Lord who just a year later gave inspiration for them to move from their present building to build to, to this property which we sit on today. Thank Give thanks to the God of gods who allowed us a new name, Whitewater Crossing, that would open the way for so many others. Give thanks to the Lord as he prompted so many people to do so much through multiple funding campaigns. His love. Give thanks to the one who allowed us to see beyond ourselves and reaching out to solve the seven greatest needs of our community and world. His love. Give thanks to the Lord as he continues to call us to bring help and hope and a home to people in Jesus' name. Give thanks to the Lord Almighty as he continues to open our eyes and to see that Jesus is the starting continuing and ending place not our traditions not our past his give thanks to the lord for he is good his love endures forever we've been blessed and given so much by god we need to continually pause and think about those things you know and probably the greatest gift that we've been given that calls us into relationship 
with the Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, is the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. The indescribable gift of love that goes so much deeper than we can even fathom in our human understanding. That Jesus came to exchange our ugliness, our wrongdoings, our sin for his perfectness. To die on a cross, to take them there on our behalf. So that all sins before, during, and after would be placed upon him. And give us the forgiveness of sin and through his resurrection, overcoming life and living with God forever. It's a gift that surely is indescribable. A gift that we've been given. A blessing. An honor that calls us in out of a life of death into a life that is living forever. I'm going to try to remain calm, but I'm super excited. So bear with me. It's so fun to be here with all of you. Can you guys just give it up for that? I know you're probably like, we had to get up and do communion. There's kids all around me. But that just makes me so excited because all of us are in this room together. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But first, I have to talk about one of the most important things in my life. And her name is Navy. But if you guys know her, what do you call her? That just makes me laugh that so many of you know her. Um, but she is just the most beautiful, hopefully a little picture will pop up here, the most beautiful teenager I've ever had. Yeah, some of you are laughing because you're like, she's not a teenager, she's almost two, so good luck with that. Um, so that's the only way to keep her happy in the car is to give her a blue sucker. Anyway, this little thing has been so fun to raise the last couple years. And um, the best part of that has been teaching her how to use words and then using those words to form sentences. And just recently, proud mom moment, she started to say, thank you. So I finally feel like I'm doing something right, even though I know that was totally my mom, so thanks, Mamaw. You taught her to say thank you. And, um, but it has just delighted my husband and me to hear her say thank you. Sometimes she'll say it randomly, which is really funny. Cause I'm, what are you saying thank you to me for? I didn't do anything. But it's so cute. Anyway, we just got to do a little bit of that to our Heavenly Father. We got to have communion together, and we got to sing songs to him. And that's just a little practical way to say thank you to him. And I'm probably not wrong here. It might have been some of y'all's first time doing that. And I'm sure that just delights his soul like it delights mine when Navy says thank you. So that, I'm so glad we got to do that together. Can't you see why that gets me excited? We got to say thank you to him together. So, okay, yeah, give it up for him. So my friend Jess got to start off our service today talking about how blessed we are, and he did a great job doing so, and I want to make sure that we don't leave this place and forget about all that. So I want us to remember two words today to help us remember what Jess taught us about how blessed we are, and that, those two words are constantly and continually. Say it with me, constantly and continually. So today, I want us to remember to constantly and to continually express our gratitude to Jesus. Kids, that means all the time, again and again, all the times you ask your moms for snacks or drinks, constantly and continually. That's what we're going to do with Jesus. We're going to express our gratitude constantly and continually. And I think that you'll have a lot of fun doing so. 
If you have your Bibles with you today, kids are really good at bringing their Bibles to church. That's why I love hanging with them, because they, they keep me accountable. But if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Luke? If you're a kiddo, where is that at? The Old Testament or the New Testament? New. New. I heard it. There you go. Matthew, Mark, Luke. That's where you'll find it. Adults, turn your Bibles too, or pull your phones out, because I want you to read along with me, not just listen to me. I'd love for you to read it along. Um, so we're going to read Luke 17, and we're going to start with verse 11, and it's just a story, a fun story, about some people expressing or not expressing their gratitude to Jesus. So here we go, Luke 17, verse 11. You can read it up there, too. It happened that as he made his way toward Jerusalem, he is Jesus, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee, and as, as he entered the village, he saw ten men, and they were all lepers. That means they were super sick, and it was like all over their body. You could see it. They met him there. They kept their distance from Jesus, but they raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have any of you ever called out to Jesus and asked him to have mercy on you? I can think of a few times that I have. I might not have said it that way, but these guys said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So taking a good look at them, I wonder how he did that. Took a good look at him. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. They went, and while still on their way, they became clean or healed. One of them, when he realized he was healed, he turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan, an outsider. Jesus said, we're not ten healed where are the other nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? Then he said to the man that was healed, get up on your way. Your faith has healed and saved you. So it's probably safe to, to guess that I'm not the only one that probably is in the nine category. Where I've been walking and Jesus has healed me or saved me and I just kept on walking. And I, I wish I were that one that turned around and glorified God got at his feet and said, thank you so much. But I think more times than not, I'm part of the nine. Um, have you guys forgotten to thank Jesus ever for the blessings that we see every day or the blessings that Jess was talking about? I know a time where my mother-in-law was really, really sick, and it was all I did was pray to God and pray to God to heal her and to save her. And then I wonder if I said thank you as many times as I asked for help. So just something to think about. I want us to remember to thank God for all of the blessings, the things like our family, a good job, this church, a place to live, places to eat, fun clothes to wear, so many things to thank God for. And we get caught up in who knows what, different things, I'm sure, and we forget to thank him. So that's where those two words come into play. If we're constantly and continually thanking God, I don't think we'll forget as often. So today when you came in, you were probably like, whoa, there's lots of stuff all over the place. There are little things around on your chairs. Maybe they weren't on your chair, but they're in pockets behind you. I want you to find one of those things that aren't normally there. It might look like a tree or a circle or a tag. Today we're going to practically thank God for some of those blessings that Jess reminded us of and that we've been singing about, and I want you guys to help me with that. So... You might have the word help. If you have a little circle that says help, would you raise it up in the air? Good. I know that most of you have either been helped by someone, maybe they're sitting right next to you, or you've been helped by God. 
I want you to write or draw how you've been helped by God or by someone else on that little ornament. If you have home, hold it up. It's the tree. On that ornament, I want you to draw or write something that you're grateful for that's within your home. And maybe your home's a little yuck right now, so write something that you're grateful for from this church home. And then hope will be our last ornament. It looks like a tag. Hold that up. Wave it. Around here, we believe with all of our hearts that Jesus is our hope. So what about Jesus are you grateful for? Write or draw that. Maybe you need a little help getting your minds thinking. I'll show you what I did. So you'll see that pop up. I just did all three because I like to color. But I can't lie because I had friends help me with that because I'm not very good at drawing. Though she drew stick people, so that's not much better. Anyway, on my help, I drew doctor stuff because I'm really thankful for doctors that help me, help my husband, help my baby. And then for the home, you'll see myself and my hat-wearing husband and, and that teenager I talked about. I'm grateful for them. And they get to come here and worship God too, so I'm, that makes me happy. And then hope, I drew the best I could um, heaven because I'm grateful for eternal life that comes through Jesus. So that's what I want you guys to do. Either help, hope, or home, whichever you have. If you want to be an overachiever and do three, that's cool too. We're going to leave the worship center today and we're going to hang them up on the walls. No matter which way you came in, you should see a wall that either says help, hope, or home. And we're going to hang up our ornaments there as a reminder to constantly and continually give God some gratitude. So if you didn't know, help, hope, and home is what we're all about here. That's our mission statement. We want to help people find hope in Jesus and a home in his church. So this is just uh, putting our mission statement into a little action alongside of gratitude. So delight my soul and color on those, would you? I want to do one last thing before we leave today, and I want to change our posture a little bit, just like that leper did. Remember the one that was healed? He turned around and he knelt at Jesus' feet, and he couldn't stop saying thank you. Well, I want us to change our posture a little bit today. And we sang a song that said, in my father's house, there's a place for me. And I just almost started giggling because there were kids like crawling up on the stage and adults were sitting over here. Kids were dancing in the aisles. But it made me so happy because in this place, there is a spot for us, no matter how old or how young we are. In my father's house, there's a place for me. So no matter who was singing that, it worked. So that was pretty cool. So today, let's, let's change our posture and give God some thanks for the people that are in this room. If you are a child, would you stand? If you're a kid, and if you're so short, you can stand on a chair. How about that? That's the category I put myself in, by the way. So, you guys, I'm talking to just the kids in this room, okay? Nobody else. I just want to say thank you for the excitement and the energy and the joy and the silliness that you bring to this place. You make us feel so fun and alive, and you do so many great things back in Harbortown. We're so glad you're a part of this church family. Can we give it up for those kids? All right, my students, and you might be wondering, what is a student? Well, if you're in middle school, high school, college, or maybe, I. I kind of fit in this category too. Not an adult, not a kid. That's where I'm going to put myself. Would you stand up? This group seems to be a little slower to stand up, but I'm glad. Thank you, Emily, for doing so. Yeah, we got some over here too. So you guys, I'm super grateful for you, and I know I'm not speaking just for myself, but the folks that are around you, we're so 
thankful that you have decided to be a part of this church and you're brave and you're courageous and you take your ministries to your schools and you're a part of something bigger than yourselves. So we're so proud of you for that. Give it up for these guys. And then the rest of you, the adults, that should be a lot of you, would you please stand? And you know, these are some of my favorite folks. Like my parents are out there, some of my coworkers are out there, lots of my friends. For all of you, can I just say thank you for my age group and below. Thank you for leading by example serving this place so faithfully, living your lives faithfully as God has called you to do so. Because of that, people like me and even younger are able to look up to you or able to do what you do because it's something worth imitating and following. So thank you for being that example. We are so blessed to have you guys here. You are life changers. Kids, clap for these people. Thank you. You can have a seat. I just want to pray for us as we close, and before I give you some, some practical things to do the rest of the day, I would love to pray for you. So if you would, close your eyes. If you're a kiddo, you can get on your knees. We do that sometimes where we change our posture to thank God for all he's done. Our Heavenly Father, we don't have the words to express our gratitude to you. Um, just looking around this room right now, I see so many great families represented so many talents and treasures are in this room. And Lord, we're so grateful. And we're not going to forget to thank you for them, Lord. We are going to constantly and continually lift up our praise and our thanks to you because you deserve it. Whether that looks like a song or communion, Lord, or coloring on a piece of paper, we just want to do anything we can to express our gratitude to you. So would you take that and would you just allow it to delight your soul? We love you, Lord, and we just lift up this whole morning to you. Amen. All right, well, it wouldn't be me to just come up here and end things. I always have to give you something to do, right, or some invite card to take home. So today I'm super excited that you're going to see these guys as you leave. And this is an invite card for our next series. It's called Tis the Season for some peace, for some grace, joy, and hope. So please, would you commit to joining us for the next couple weeks on Sundays or a Thursday as we talk about Tis the Season? I think it'll be so good. You'll want to bring people that you love along with you. So take some of these home with you. Give them to your neighbors on your street. Maybe hang them up on your fridge or put them in your car. But that's what these are for. Tis the Season. And also today is probably, um, it's super fun that we get these little blue bags as you leave because giving back is a great way to express gratitude, right? So these are our food pantry bags, and they're a little different today. They're going to have a card inside of them that is going to give you an opportunity to bless our partner schools through the Backpack Club. So our food pantry's rocking because so many of you are giving your time and your treasures to that. Um, but we want to be able to bless our schools really big as the, the year ends too. So please take one of these home and ex express your gratitude in that way by giving back. Um, I'm so grateful for all of you for being here with us, for worshiping. If you have any questions, please come up. We have people that would love to talk to you.